This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Welcome to The uh, Savage Nation. I must tell you that this is an extraordinary day for me, as well as for America, and I know I'm speaking for most of you when I say it doesn't seem real. I have lived through a lot of stuff in this country, 9-11, all sorts of things. But I have never seen where we are today before. And I aim today to bring you the most reliable information available about the epidemic. What the government is failing to do is telling the public what to do to stimulate their individual immune systems during this pandemic. I will include that as well. It's a field I know a lot about. I've written about it for over 20 years. I've studied it for over 30 years. As you well know, everyone knows this from the time they're a child, from the time their mother told them what to do to avoid getting a cold, to avoid getting the flu, what to take in order to make yourself stronger. We have to add to that with the latest knowledge about nutrition, vitamins, herbs, and things of that nature, and I intend to do it because I know something about it. But I want to bring you some information that you may not have, and I've been studying some obscure scientific articles that I see no reference to in the mainstream media. Well, that's where I come in. I'm trained in research science. I have an earned PhD from the University of California at Berkeley in 1978 in a cross field which included epidemiology. Prior to that, I earned two master's degrees and both uh, the master's degree was published as a book by the United Nations. The PhD was published as a book. So I have a background in research science. Does it make me the world's expert? No, there is no world expert in this pandemic. There are many different experts in different aspects of this pandemic. I will bring you the best information I can that will be of some use to you, I hope. Again, we are talking about the most important topic of the day. Now, we could go back to where did this come from? Will it solve anything? Will it serve anything to tell you that there's a lot of rumors that may be based in fact that uh, this was a bat virus that was engineered uh, through risky research uh, that escaped a laboratory by accident or on purpose? Will it serve any purpose to go and do that? No. But I will tell you this. There are unverified theories that the novel coronavirus causing COVID-19 was engineered. Now, most scientists will say that an animal is the most likely source of the coronavirus, an animal. What you don't know is the Chinese were having animal farms for years, so-called live markets. They were actually <clears throat> devilishly breeding bears and bats and other animals to torture them and sell them on live markets. So you want to go with blame, start where it started. But I don't want to go there right now. I want to give you some information you can use, and I'll open myself up to questions which I may or may not be able to answer. Again, the phone number to this radio show is 855-407-282, 855-400-SAVAGE. 
We can also talk about the odd couple debate last night, Biden versus Sanders. I thought it was Walter Matthau and uh, and Jack Lemon. I couldn't believe what I was watching. Actually, at one point, I thought that uh, that old Joe was going to walk across the stage and smack Bernie in the face, which, by the way, Bernie deserved. Bernie was so ugly, it was frightening to hear him come out of the box and attack the president right away. And I must say, this is not a time to attack anybody right away, except Bernie Sanders. He is the lowest of the low, the worst of the worst. And frankly, Joe Biden beat him to a pulp in round two with one line. You know what that line was? It was a single line that stood out during that debate last night that I tweeted because I I thought it made good, good sense. Biden scores a knockout. Communist street bum Sanders knocked out with one line. What was the one line that Biden gave? He said, people are looking for results, not a revolution. It's as simple as that. Bernie should be arrested for blaming Trump for the pandemic and saying that our own medical system stinks. This Brooklyn communist street rat should be deported to Cuba. But then again, I don't even want to waste my time talking about that tuna fish stained bum. I want to talk about an article I found that may be of some interest to you. It came out of the Journal of the American Medical Association reputable publication uh, published February 27th 2020 JAMA 2020.2783 and what is the article well my headline is different than their article their headline is positive RT-PCR test results in patients recovered from COVID-19 what does it mean to you here is the headline recovered patients might still be virus carriers you can take that to the bank and I will read excerpts from this article and they begin by saying previous studies on coronavirus mainly focused on epidemiological, clinical, and radiological features of patients with confirmed infection. Little attention has been paid to the follow-up of recovered patients. I want to emphasize that because many of you are uh, running around with the mistaken notion as a result of the fakers in the news business who first said it's fake news, then they said it was a hoax, then they told you it was overblown, then they told you it was out to get Trump, now finally they're coming around to admitting it's a problem. But now they're in the next stage of denial, which is that it's only like a mild flu. Well, in some cases, that is true. Maybe that is true in some cases. And maybe it's true that older people tend to get much sicker and die. Okay, that's also a problem. You understand that older people are also part of the population. But that's not the point. The thing you don't know that even if you are healthy and even if you get this virus and even if you quickly recover from this virus, Again, little attention has been paid to the follow-up of recovered patients. Recovered patients. And they did a small study in China, as I say, published in the Journal of the American Medical Association Network in an obscure article. Incidentally, it's a research letter. And uh, what they said was this. All four patients were exposed to the novel 2019 coronavirus through work as medical professionals. Two were male, and the age range was 30 to 36 years. Among three of the patients... Fever, cough, or both occurred at onset. One patient was initially asymptomatic and underwent thin section CT due to exposure to infected patients. All patients had positive RT-PCR test results. That's basically the coronavirus test. And CT imaging showed ground glass opacification or mixed ground glass opacification and consolidation. That means their lungs were affected. The severity of disease was mild to moderate. They were given antiviral treatment. I won't read you the name of the drugs, but that's what they used. Uh, For three of these patients, it's a very small study, but it's very telling. All clinical symptoms and CT imaging abnormalities had resolved after treatment. The CT imaging for the fourth patient showed delicate patches of ground glass opacity. 
All four patients had two consecutive negative RT-PCR test results. The time from symptom onset to recovery ranged from 12 to 32 days. Okay, fine. So again, if you're one of the deniers, the fake newsers, the hoaxers, you're saying, eh, even if I get it, I'll get over it. Not so fast. Let me read this to you. Maybe you can learn something because I know what I am talking about in this medical article is of paramount importance. I've yet to see any reference to it by any of the experts. I will finalize this article from uh, JAMA with the final paragraph. After hospital discharge or discontinuation of quarantine, the patients were asked to continue the quarantine protocol at home for five days. The RT-PCR tests were repeated five to 13 days later, and all were positive. All patients who had recovered had three repeat RT-PCR tests performed over the next four to five days, and again, all were positive. An additional RT-PCR test was performed using a kit from a different manufacturer, and the results were also positive for all patients. But please pay attention, folks. You don't need to have a PhD to understand what I'm saying to you. The patients continued to be asymptomatic by, cl by clinical examination, and chest CT findings showed no change from previous images. Are you listening to me? Even though they were no longer showing symptoms, even though their x-rays were clear, are you listening to me? These findings suggest that at least a proportion of recovered patients still may be virus carriers. That is something for you to carry around as you say to yourself, ah, I'm strong. If I get it, I get it. Well, good. I hope so. But that doesn't mean that you couldn't infect others. It also makes sense as to what all the states and governments and the governors are doing right now by telling you to kind of self-isolate and stay home because you might be asymptomatic but you might be a silent carrier of this virus. Is this a time for panic? Absolutely not. It's a time for common sense. And common sense is what the governors are doing in the states where they've closed bars and restaurants and whatnot. This is a very important time for us to understand that not everybody is out to get Donald Trump. Not everybody is out to bring in the new world order. Not everybody is out to lie to you. There is common sense at work here among some of the politicians and among some of the doctors in the business. Pay attention to them. They know what they're talking about. I hope to add to that. I hope to be an augmentation to the information you are getting. Again, this is Dr. Michael Savage. I'll be right back to take your calls right here at 855-407-282. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Listen, we're in weird times. What if a medical emergency arises? Are you really prepared? Everyone says, oh, it'll never happen to me, but it can when you least expect it. In a medical emergency, Air Medicare Network Providers can transport you or a family member to the nearest hospital. And if you're a member, you'll see no out-of-pocket costs related to your air flight. That's right. You won't pay a dime when transported by an AMCN provider. You should know health insurance may not cover the full cost of emergency medical transport. And even with comprehensive coverage, 
you could still get hit with substantial deductibles and co-pays. Pay attention. Sign up for an Air MedCare Network membership. AMCN is the largest air ambulance membership network with more than 3 million members, including me. You heard me right. This costs as little as $85 for your entire household and protects you whether you're at home or traveling. For $85, can you afford not to have this? Right now, as part of The Savage Nation, you'll get up to a $50 gift card when you join AMCN. Please, for the sake of yourself and your family, go to the special website, airmedcarenetwork.com slash savage, and use code savage. It's simple. airmedcarenetwork.com slash savage, and then use code savage. Virus news you can use. This is Michael Savage. I hope to bring you the most reliable information available about the epidemic. And while the government is doing a good job right now, both on a state and federal level, they're failing to tell you, the people, the public, what you can do to stimulate your own individual immune system during this pandemic, which I will get to maybe today or another day. I can't do it all at once. There's so much I want to do with you. I just uh, referenced an article in the publication journal of the American Medical Association Network, which uh, is summarized in the headline, Recovered Patients Might Still Be Virus Carriers. That is my headline uh, of the article, which I deciphered for you. But there is another article that I need to talk about, quite a few different articles, which I need to bring to you today, because I want us all to be on solid ground when we leave this show today. There is so much horse, horse crap being thrown around by people who don't know anything about this subject, and they're dry, just trying to fill up airspace. It's a disgrace during a time like this. Okay, this is not a time for rumor or innuendo. It is a time for facts. All I will bring you is the best I can, which is the facts. Here's another article. Are you ready for this one from Nature.com, March 2020? Engineered bat virus stirs debate over risky research. I'll get to that in a while. I'll go to the mundane. How soap kills the coronavirus. It's fascinating how something as commonplace as a bar of soap will break the cell wall down of a virus, the cell membrane of a virus. I'll tell you about that. I will talk about the panic of complacency that you have been going through as a result of saying it's a hoax. It's a hoax. It's fake news. I'll then talk about could the 2020 election be postponed? The answer is no. I also would like to get to the liars on the global warming issue because it relates to this and in a direct in an indirect way. It's extremely important that I break apart the entire warmest hypothesis and I will do so for you on this program by giving you archaeological evidence from the islands of Sealy off the coast of England. I say, what the hell does that have to do with the coronavirus? Because if, if, if Bernie Sanders and occasional Cortex are lying to you, as well as the entire Dem establishment, that man is destroying the planet with the warming and global warming and we're doing it on purpose and the world's coming to an end in six years, these are the same people you're going to rely upon for information about the coronavirus? No, thank you. So at some point today, I think it's very important that I summarize for you what I discovered over the weekend by reading the archaeological evidence by going to the experts in the archaeology unit in Cornwall, by looking at the islands of Sealy Maritime Archaeology Society, by looking at the Historic England Society, by looking at the research at the universities of, of Abbotsworth, Cardiff, and, and Exeter, I want you to understand that science cuts across all different fields. And while there are many different disciplines, 
There's only one method to get at the truth, and that is through experimentation and refutation. And when we hear from these warmest fools like Bernie Sanders that 99% of scientists agree, that unto itself indicates it's not a scientific statement. Because there was a time that 100% of scientists said that the earth was flat. And if they disagreed, what happened to them? They were excommunicated or killed the way academic scientists are excommunicated or killed today for going off message. So I will get into the, uh, uh, the warmest news that I have for you today. Again, bringing you evidence from the islands of, oddly enough, it's called islands of Scilly, but it's pronounced S-C-I-L-L-Y. We're not talking about Sicily. We're talking about the islands of Scilly, uh, which were once a single large landmass off the uh, Cornwall coast of England. I'll make it simple. They were once a single large landmass. But over time, rapidly rising seas created the many separate islands that you see today. And it caused its prehistoric inhabitants to abandon many of their settlements, which archaeologists have uncovered. What does that have to do with the coronavirus? Well, I said indirectly, if you understand that the warmest lied to you about the warming theory that they had, telling you it was 100% proven, how can you rely upon them to give you any incorrect information about the coronavirus? You can't. So let me begin quickly with this so I can move on to the coronavirus uh, and give you some facts that I know. Okay, are you ready? Until about 7,000 BC, that's before Christ, Scilly was one large landmass. But by 4,000 BC, the sea levels began to rise rapidly. And uh, one of the islands, as well as some of the smaller islands, were separated from the whole landmass as the sea level rose in 7,000 BC. Now, why would the sea level start rising 7,000 BC? That's 7,000 years before Christ was on the earth. That's an awful lot of thousands of years before Bernie Sanders' parents gave birth to this lying SOB. But already the sea levels were rising before AOC was even a glint in a great-grandfather's eye. Then what happened? The Northern Islands appear to have separated around 3,000 BC as a consequence of tidal flooding. It was not until about 2,500 and 2,000 B.C. that the most dramatic changes to this island group uh, occurred. What happened? Two-thirds of the previous landmass became intertidal, meaning they went underwater. And I'm going to conclude now. The current configuration of islands that I'm talking about, the Scilly Islands, was mostly realized around 1500 B.C. Think about it. Try to use common sense. All this warming occurred before man was on the earth in an industrial uh, way. Long before man was spewing carbon dioxide into the atmosphere, the glaciers were melting and the seas were rising. And I've given you some facts that are quite important. So the rest of the facts I give you, which are also important, perhaps more important today than anything, you could understand are based also upon evidence and science, which I know how to read. I've spent many years learning how to read evidence and science. I learned how to refute lies in science. And I can equally uh, refute lies in social science, which is no science whatsoever. There is no social science at all. It's social crap is what it is. And now along come a bunch of communists like Bernie Sanders who poisons the minds of millions of young and tells them in six years the world is going to come to an end. What does he say we should do with the coronavirus? Build millions of houses. That's his answer. Commie Bernie, build houses. They ought to send them to Cuba to get a coffee enema, which he deserves. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Are you looking for a way to save some extra money? Well, I would say start by paying less interest on your credit card balances. 
How do you do that? Simple. Refinance with a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream. It's an easy way to save hundreds to thousands of dollars and lower your interest rate. Now, listen, Lightstream offers credit card consolidation loans from 5.95% APR with auto pay. That's a pretty good rate. There are absolutely no fees, and you can even get your money as soon as the day you apply. Lightstream believes that people with good credit deserve a better loan experience, and that's exactly what they deliver to you. Just for my listeners, pay attention. Apply now to get a special interest rate discount. The only way to get this discount, listen, is to go to lightstream.com slash savage. That's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash savage. Lightstream.com slash savage and slash your credit card interest just by going to lightstream.com slash savage. Did you hear what I said? Rate includes 0.50% auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply and offers a subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash savage for more information. First thing we have got to do, whether or not I'm president, is to shut this president up right now. Because he's undermining the doctors and the scientists who are trying to to help the American people. Listen to this. It's unacceptable for him to be blabbering with unfactual information, which is confusing the general public. I watched that last night. I wanted to reach through the screen and grab Bernie by the tie and smack him in the face and shut him up. It was one of the most disgraceful debates I've ever seen because the moderators wouldn't stop him. He talked over Biden. I hate the finger pointing and the hand waving like he's in a... um, The garment center. He looks like a garment center type that pokes you in the chest while he talks to you and gets so close to your face that he spritzes you in the mouth with his spittle. That's Bernie Sanders. You know, all around a contemptible, lowlife piece of garbage, he made Joe Biden actually look like a prince of humans. It was disgusting last night. The first thing he says out of the box is attack the president. This is not a time for that. It's a time for us to focus on the facts. I've given you some good scientific articles and... uh, one of them was recovered patients might still be virus carriers. Uh, the next one was engineered bat virus stirs debate over risky research. I have not yet gotten to an article uh, that I intend to get to on uh, scientists have figured out how the new coronavirus breaks into human cells. You may not know this. The new coronavirus, which was known as SARS-CoV-2, actually binds with human respiratory cells, hijacks them to produce more viruses. Uh, It's known as a retrovirus, the same way that the uh, HIV virus worked. It breaks into or binds with cells, hijacks the cells, and then uh, gets the cell to make more viruses. It's astonishing how smart a virus is. Viruses seem to have an intelligence of their own and operate in ways we do not really understand. And uh, when you think about it, Viruses can mutate. I've been warning America for over four weeks now, after about seven years now, about the dangers of permitting the homeless populations to fester in our cities and on our city streets. I have told you about immigrants and epidemics for as long as I've been on the radio. I am right 100%. Only you have not yet seen what is going to happen when this COVID-19 or Wuhan virus breaks out in homeless populations and mutates. You haven't seen anything yet. And I'm warning you, they're dragging their heels. All these liberal governors don't know what the hell they're doing. 
up to a point, yes, stay home. Don't go to a bar. Don't go to a restaurant. Don't go to a gym. Good, good, good advice. Are they doing anything about the hundreds of thousands of poor, sick, infected people living in tent cities on the streets of cities around their uh, in their districts, their cities? No, nothing. They're making believe it doesn't exist. That is the number one thing a rational public health official would be talking about right now. There's so much that could be done. And by the way, Fauci is not the right man for the job at this time. I have to say, and I'm nothing against him, don't know him. I am sick and tired of Fauci's new suits and new ties. He's looking like uh, uh, Merv Griffin with a variety show every day. Every day, another smiley little speech about the virus. He jumps from one green room to the other. Let Fauci get back to the NIH and do his research instead of being a PR agent for God knows who and God knows what. I'm sick of him. He's been around since the AIDS epidemic, and it's time for him to pack it in or go do his job. But let's get back to the questions right now. The president is speaking. He says there's no quarantine for now. Let's listen in. I think yes, I read, I think I read, no, I didn't. I was talking about what we're doing is under control, but I'm not talking about the virus. Yes, please. The stock market took another hit today. Is the U.S. economy heading into a recession? Well, it may be. We're not thinking in terms of recession. We're thinking in terms of the virus. Once we stop, I think there's a tremendous pent-up demand, both in terms of the stock market and in terms of the economy. And Look, it's a sad situation. There's no one in that seat right now who could do a better job than Donald Trump is doing. Nobody could do a better job. I want you to try to understand and see this in a global way. What has happened to our country and to the world is sort of like a meteor has fallen out of the sky and smashed into a portion of the nation, setting off a shockwave across the country. That is what is happening across this nation and across uh, the globe. Trump didn't cause it. Trump couldn't have stopped it. Stop already with the stupidity. Try to focus on taking care of yourself and your family and not infecting others. Now, for me to go and listen to these small-minded people asking questions, try to trip them up, is going to get me angry, and I can't afford anger right now, so I'd rather go to my own callers. If the president says something of importance, we will play it. Otherwise, I'm not going to play it right now. I can't take this already. Here we go. New York, Mark, line seven. Mark, what's your question or comment? Mark, go ahead, please. Is he there or not there? Go ahead. I just hung up. I love it. They sit and wait. Then you call them and they're gone. Okay. Uh, Next question. Uh, If I can answer them, I'm not sure I can answer them. Let's move to Las Vegas. Christopher, line three on the Savage Nation. Go go ahead, please. Dr. Savage, good afternoon. Long time listener, first time caller. Uh, I'm thinking about this virus. I'm wondering what your intake is. Could it be possibly a biological warfare attack on our country? Well, here's what I tweeted the other day. I didn't say it's a, I didn't exactly say it's an attack on our country. What I said was a little different. Um, I asked a question, and the question is this, Christopher. Has China conquered the West by sacrificing some of its own Wuhan guinea pig people? Does that sort of answer the question? Yes, sir, it does. Would you put it would you put it past the new mandarins who run China to sacrifice some of their own people to uh, destroy Europe and the West and, and, and the United States of America by by hitting them in the knees and breaking them down? Would you put it past them? No, sir. That's the best I can do. Now, there is evidence that the virus itself is a combination of three different viruses, which is very, very suspicious and very worrisome. It's not a virus that was known to science prior to this outbreak. 
there are three different elements of this virus in the COVD-19. It seems to me it was engineered. It was created in some way. My, my best guesstimate is that they may not have done this on purpose. I fear that they were working in a biowarfare lab in Wuhan and it escaped into the science community at first and then into the surrounding population and now into the world. My best guess would be it was a complete mistake rather than a direct attack. That's the best I could do. But what good does it do us to speculate on this? I think you know what needs to be discussed at the UN, which no one has discussed. Christopher, tell me what you think of this idea. We don't know whether it was engineered on purpose or by accident, but we do know something. And that is that the Wuhan or COVID-19 originated in China, did it not? Do we all agree on that? Yes, sir. Okay. So everyone listening to this show, liberal, Republican, whatever you are, everyone who has studied this knows it started in China, in Wuhan. And then the World Health Organization came along and said, you can't call it the uh, Wuhan virus. We're going to give it some acronym that no one will know where it came from, COVID-19. We know it started in, in China. Don't you think China has some responsibility economically to the rest of the world to offer some relief to the affected countries? They were rolling in money, rolling in trillions and trillions of dollars. Don't you think the U.N. should go to China for some economic relief for all the nations that are now reeling from this? How's that for a pregnant thought? Uh, this is the Savage Nation, 855-400-7282. Uh, uh, let's see who's speaking now. Let's hear the president just for the moment. Wow, and, I wouldn't want to be him for what's in China. Nice. We've had tremendous support from a lot of people that uh, can help. And I believe he was one of them. As far as the airlines are concerned, the airlines, we're going to uh, oh, let's step back away the from airlines this. 100%. I'd like to hear that President Trump ask President Z for a trillion dollars to help this economy recover from the virus that escaped their laboratories. What would be wrong with that? Well, what's wrong with that? They're a rich country. They're rolling in money. Yeah, right. He's going to give up the money. Sure. Right. The same way Bernie Sanders will give up the campaign. Uh, 855-407-282. Colorado, Reg Line 1. Go ahead, please. Question or comment. Hey, love your show, Dr. Chapman, for many years. A, a question you. for you is, why are so many medical providers expiring because, and the people in the U.S. are saying, oh, this is fine, it'll be just like a cold? Uh, what you're asking is, why are people who are treating the ill dying at such an extraordinarily high rate, while the general population who, who gets it don't seem to... Uh, uh, have as high a mortality rate, right? Isn't that sort of the question? Yes, sir. I'm trying. I'm trying to formulate it in my own thinking in order to give you a proper answer. Well, I know that the medical profession. My my guess on that, if I were forced to come up with a hypothesis on the spot, uh, just for thought only, for thought for for thinking purposes only, my guess on this would be that the medical personnel are exposed so often that their immune systems are overwhelmed. And it's different than the general population who may have a single exposure or a double exposure while the medical personnel have multiple and continuous exposures. Does that make sense to you, Reg? Yes, it does. I know they're in much closer proximity to the patients. Right. And, and it's over and over again. These poor people are on the front lines, but so are firemen. So are the emergency technicians, the police. They are our frontline troops right now. What are we doing for them? What are we doing for them? They have to go home at night to their wives and children. 
What about them? Uh, this is a much bigger issue than uh, than we're hearing right now. And uh, again, all we could do is try to reason together, come up with plans together and protect ourselves and our family and our community uh, together. Now, before I take this break, there are five stages of grieving, according to Kula Ross, which came up many years ago in a book about I think it was on death and dying. I think she wrote it. The five stages of grief. And they are. Denial, then anger, then bargaining, then depression, then acceptance. What does that mean? Let's say you had a heart attack. First thing you do is deny you had a heart attack. No, I didn't have a heart attack. It didn't happen. Then you get pissed off at yourself or you blame someone else for it. Then you try to bargain with God about it. Then you get totally depressed and then eventually you accept you had a heart attack. The same is true with cancer. First, you deny it. Then you get really angry. Then you try to bargain with the cancer. Then you fall in with the deep depression. Finally, you accept what is happening. That is directly what is happening now with the uh, uh, COVID-19 virus pandemic. For a long while, many people were saying it's not happening. It's not important. It's it's a hoax. I was so angry. Uh, I said it on this show. I didn't hold it back. I got very, very angry at those on the right side of the aisle who were feeding such misinformation to the public. And even after the president himself had said, this is very serious, they were still repeating the the message that it was a hoax, putting millions of people at risk who were going out there in a cavalier manner. Okay, so the MAGA people were in denial. Some of you still are. You're still saying it's a hoax, it's a lie, it's the New World Order, it's the Democrats, it's this one, it's that one. You got to stop. Get out of your denial because your next stage of grief is going to be anger. Who are you going to be angry at? And then what happens? Who who are you going to bargain with when you realize you were hoodwinked? You're going to fall into a depression once you realize this pandemic is real. And eventually you will accept that it is real. And I hope you do it sooner rather than later. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Hey, here's a question. How did you sleep last night? Did you spend the night tossing and turning, worrying? Now, look, if you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, you've got to try a Purple mattress. The founders of Purple are two brothers who have been developing cushioning technology for 30 years on things like medical beds, wheelchairs. Well, in 2016, they finally decided to use their patented comfort technology to create Purple, the world's most scientific mattress. Now, what does that mean? How is Purple different from other mattresses? Listen, the Purple mattress will probably feel different than anything you've ever experienced. Why? Because it uses the brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist. It was not like the memory foam that I'm used to or you're, you're used to. No, no. The Purple material feels unique because it's both firm and soft at the very same time. So it keeps everything supported while still feeling really comfortable. Plus, it's breathable. Unlike foams, it's breathable, so it sleeps cool. It ends up giving you the zero-gravity-like feel, so it works for any sleeping position. Okay, 100-night risk-free trial. You're not satisfied? You can return your mattress for a full refund. It's backed by a 10-year warranty, free shipping and returns, free at-home setup, old mattress removal. You ready? You're going to love purple. And right now, my listeners will get a free purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text SAVAGE to 84-888. The only way to get this free pillow 
is to do this. You ready? Text SAVAGE to 84-888. That's S-A-V-A-G-E to 84888. Text S-A-V-A-G-E to 84888. S-A-V-A-G-E to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. The Ebola crisis, in my view, Schmenger. exposes the dysfunctionality of uh, our health system. Shut up, system. you communist bum from Brooklyn. Get back in the gutter where you belong. Called it an Ebola crisis last night. Yeah, this thing wants to be president. All he wants to do is, is build, build housing and give out more money, that schmuck. Have you never seen stupidity like this in your life? In the middle of a crisis of unprecedented proportion, this street communist bum comes up and calls it the Ebola crisis, and his answer is to, uh, is to build housing. Okay, but what is the virus news you can use? I've given you so much so far, three um, science articles uh, in a row. I gave you the stages of uh, grief, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance, which I'll talk about again. I want to lead up to what I'm going to do in the next hour, and that is go into the unverified theory that this unique coronavirus uh, causing COVID-19 was engineered. Uh, they're saying there's no evidence that this is true. The scientists are saying that an animal is the most likely source of the coronavirus. I am not so sure. Because I have an article from 2015 from Nature Medicine, which shows that they were playing with a SARS-like cluster of circulating bat coronaviruses even then. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Spans of the spoken word. Welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. It is The uh, Savage Nation, Hour 2. If you uh, missed Hour 1, as most days, you can catch it on my podcast, which follows the show. The entire two hours is put up on the podcast absolutely free and you can find it wherever podcasts are, are, are downloaded what I aim to bring you uh, right now is the most reliable information available about the uh, the epidemic or you want to call it what a pandemic and what the government is failing to do is telling the people what to do to stimulate their individual immune systems during this pandemic in the first hour I covered several scientific articles one was from the Journal of the American Medical Association Network that says, in essence, recovered patients might still be virus carriers. And I, again, want you to read the article yourself. At least the proportion of recovered patients still may be virus carriers. Very important that you hear this, because we're hearing all sorts of rumors running around that um, if you're strong and healthy, you won't get it. I hope that's true. And although the estimates are, like in Germany, 70% of the people will get it, that means 30% won't get it, okay? 
So think of the 30% and tell yourself you'll be one of the 30%. That's the positive way to look at it. I'm an older person. I don't intend to get it, but I could get it. I mean, I went to Safeway, a big supermarket, on Saturday morning, uh, Mrs. Savage and I, and we got two gigantic shopping carts, and we hoarded. We got the foods that we need for about 90 days. I'm not going to make you the list of foods. It's irrelevant. What's relevant is it was a madhouse in there. It was a total and absolute madhouse. It took almost an hour to check out once you got into the checkout line. God bless the cashiers. I don't know how they were doing it. But the stores were like being cleaned out. The toilet paper, Misha Goss, I've never seen anything like it. I didn't buy. I don't understand it. What, are you going to get diarrhea? How did man live without toilet paper for thousands of years? It's astonishing what an anal country this is. But putting aside the, the, the cat skill humor, the Bosch belt humor for a minute, the issue is what are you going to do? How are you going to change your life? You've already modified it. No matter how you, you know, immune you think you are, no matter how tough you are, you know and I know that microbes don't discriminate. I wrote that in 1994. Microbes don't discriminate. I remember when I was a kid, <clears throat> I used to love comic books. And one of the comic books I loved was Superman. And I don't know, it was some strong guy character, tough as can be, beat everyone up. And then it showed him he got <clears throat> some kind of disease. And it showed him sick in a hospital and all of that. And it was all about how a simple microbe, so small, so tiny, invisible to the eye, could bring down the strongest of man. It was interesting to me. <clears throat> and as a result, I think I learned to be very cautious throughout my life and very conscious of, uh, of uh, disease and germs and what. And that's why I went into some of the fields I went into. And now we are in a new, a new world. It's as though a um, meteorite has fallen from the sky and hit the earth. And you've got some people giving out good information. You've got hucksters, of course. You've got people giving disinformation. You've got ignoramus is trying to say it's the new world order or it's the Democrats trying to destroy Trump. Please grow up already. I'll take your calls now on the Savage Nation. Uh, I can even do uh, simple things like how soap kills the coronavirus. It's a very interesting article that you should know about. Maybe I'll do the soap one. Why does it even work? Why don't you need the wipes or the creams containing alcohol? Well, you could use them, but normal soap is even better. Well, why does it work on viruses, even the SARS-CoV-2? By the way, it's known as the SARS-CoV-2 now because it was uh, originated in a laboratory, it looks like to me, from a bat coronavirus and latched onto a SARS virus. And uh, there are some reports that it was latched onto or uh, genetically engineered onto an HIV virus. So let's not get into the viral elements of this right now. It's not important. Why does soap work on the SARS-CoV-2? Short story. The virus is an assembled nanoparticle. And the weakest link of this nanoparticle is the fatty bilayer. Soap happens to dissolve the fat membrane. It dissolves the fat membrane of the SARS-CoV-2. And the virus completely falls apart, just like a house of cards collapses and the virus dies. It actually doesn't die. It becomes inactive because viruses are not really alive. That's an interesting question unto itself. It's almost science fiction-like. What do you mean a virus isn't alive? Well, that's a whole story for a, another day. The big story here, the longest story, is that most viruses are made up of three key building blocks, RNA, proteins, and lipids ribonucleic acid, RNA, proteins, and lipids. And so a cell that is infected by a virus, 
makes lots of these building blocks, which then spontaneously assemble to form the virus. And I could tell you that critically, there are no strong covalent bonds holding these units together. And that means you do not necessarily need harsh chemicals to split these units apart. They're not particularly strong. And so when an infected cell dies, all these new viruses escape and go on to infect other cells. Some end up in the airways of the lungs. And when you cough or when you sneeze, tiny droplets from the airways can fly up to 10 meters. That's 30 feet. The larger ones, the larger particles are thought to be the main coronavirus carriers, and they can go at least uh, six feet. These tiny droplets wind up on surfaces and often dry out quickly. But, folks, the viruses remain active. Human skin happens to be an ideal surface for a virus. Human skin is organic, and the proteins and fatty acids on the, on, in the dead cells on the surface of your skin interact with the virus. So... When you touch, let's say, a steel surface with a virus particle on it, you touch it, even a steel surface, it will stick to your skin and get transferred onto your hands. If you then touch your face, especially your eyes, nostrils, or mouth, you get infected. And it turns out that most of us touch our face once every two to five minutes. Did you ever try to think about that? Did you ever drive in a car, Jim, and see if you could not touch your face? It's astounding. As I was coming home from Safeway after wearing gloves and whatnot, I'm driving back in the car with the car full of food, and I'm thinking, okay, whatever. My mind is on a hundred different things at once. And I'm saying, wait a minute, my face has a little itch I want to touch. I said, no, you can't touch your face, right? So, look, washing the virus off with water might work, but water itself is not good at competing with the strong glue-like interactions between the skin and the virus. Water is not enough. Soap is very different. As I said, soap contains fat-like substances which are similar in ways to fats or lipids in the virus membrane. It's similar. It's very interesting. And the soap molecules compete with the lipids in the virus membrane. And this is more or less how soap also removes normal dirt from the skin. The soap not only loosens the glue, so-called, between the virus and the skin, but also the Velcro-like interactions that hold the proteins RNA and lipids in the virus uh, together. So soap actually is the best thing in the world, but you can use alcohol-based sanitizer when soap is not handy or practical. Soap is better because you only need a fairly small amount of soapy water, uh, which with rubbing covers your entire hand easily. Just soap up. Make believe you're in a surgical ward. Really lather your hands all the way up to your wrists, right? Uh, and, and the ethanol wipes, the alcohol wipes are good. But you really never soak your whole hand on, uh, on your hand with them as much as you do with soap, with lather. End of story. I grew up in a hand-washing family. I've been laughed at my whole life by people who didn't understand the germ theory of disease. I would take my shoes off on coming home. I, wouldn't. I once had a doctor friend. I've not kept in touch with him for 20 years. He went to medical school late in life. He was a nice enough guy. And when he, he used to show off and come up to my house when the kids were young in, in the scrubs, right from the hospital with the booties, and I would say... Johnny, could you please take the booties off when you come in my house? And he looked at me and said, what, are you crazy? I said, you just came from a dirty hospital. I don't want you walking in my house. I have young kids here. Well, he took umbrage at that because he didn't even learn the germ theory of disease in medical school. Uh, apparently, they don't teach the, the basics of germ theory today in medical schools. It's astounding to me. So common sense works. You'll survive it one way or the other. We'll get through this. 
but not easily. The Dow is down almost 3,000 points, incidentally. It stopped. The market closed about 15 minutes ago, down almost 3,000 points. The overall index is above 20,000. God forbid this goes below 20 tomorrow. It's going to create a cascade effect that's going to even get worse. Or we could wake up tonight and see what the futures index is going to be like. Let's pray that the smart money moves in and buys at the low. I hope it happens. I hope that the smart money comes in and buys. But I've heard otherwise. I heard the smart money is going into T-bills, incidentally. I'm not so sure the smart money is going back into the stock market. I hope it does. But by what I'm hearing, and uh, it's not so good. People are burying their money into T-bills. or buying. They're getting cash. Banks are running out of cash. Go see if you can get $10,000 in $100 bills. See what happens. Call your bank and say you want to withdraw $9,900 from your bank. See what happens. See what they'll tell you. You can't get it. So we're in a new world. We're in a new world. No one could do any more than the president is doing. Forget the past if you don't mind. There's enough blame to go around from top to bottom. We now have to come together as a nation and stop pointing fingers like that filthy rat Bernie Sanders did last night. And we got to figure this out together. And I'm trying to give you the best scientific articles, the best information, and the best virus news you can uh, use uh, on this program. Let's take a couple of quick calls, please. Uh, Line 7, Reno, Bob, I hope you're still there. Reno, are you there, Bob? Go ahead, please. Hey, uh, thank you. Uh, I can't believe I'm talking to you. It's an honor. Um, My question is, my wife and I um, live in a neighborhood outside of Reno. It's a basic neighborhood and sidewalks and all that. And we like to go outside and take a walk just for exercise. Is that okay? Is that Oh, absolutely. No, no, okay. please don't don't become a, a complete, uh, you know, shut-in. There's no reason not to walk in the streets. You're not living in, in, in Wuhan, China, where you got people spitting in the streets, for example, or in Hong Kong where they spit for a hobby. You know, you're living in a clean white suburb. People generally don't spit. And how many sick people are there in your neighborhood? Probably none, right? Uh, I would guess none. We only None. Have- okay, you're in an isolated community. Remember, even if the high estimate of 70% of people are going to contract this virus at some point in whatever mild form it may be, 30% of you won't. You probably in that community are in the 30% who won't. You know, the best places to live right now are, uh, in my opinion, the suburbs, the dispersed suburbs. You say rural is good. Rural is very, very good on one level because you're not being exposed to the city centers where uh, there may be some viral transmission. But, you know, unless you have a food supply, I would say the supply chain is going to run out more quickly into the rural areas than it would into the suburban areas. Wouldn't you agree with that? Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially. Right. So the suburbs are actually golden right now because the supply chain will keep running. They'll come to the food distribution centers into the suburbs. You go there and you wear your gloves. You do the best you can. <clears throat> you come home. You take off your shoes. You maybe take your clothes and wash them in a machine. You know, take reasonable precautions, but don't stop living. You can't do that. I, I drive around. I see yesterday. I see young fathers and young mothers with their children. I almost cried. I swear to God, I felt bad for them. I said, God, thank God I don't have young kids. But, you know, I got a grandchild. What would I do with a young child right now? They must be so scared, these young parents. They must be terrified. Uh, and, and I want you to understand reasonable steps are being taken, and you've got to take reasonable steps. You'll be fine. And just stay away from the city centers and let this thing blow over. I'll be right back. 
the Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Welcome back. Uh, we'll break away from the pandemic for one minute. I, I see in Israel, uh, the election is at a kind of a standstill there, Bibi Netanyahu against Benny Gans. So I speak with a friend last night, and I said, if, if uh, Bibi loses, will Bibi need Benny's? He laughed hysterically. I mean, many of you don't know what a Benny is, but it's a joke. It's an inside joke, right? After the Israeli election, will Bibi need Benny's? It's a joke. It's made to lighten things up. I laugh. I have a dark sense of humor wherever it is. You have to learn to laugh. But what I'm about to tell you is not a laughing matter. I just posted an article on michaelsavage.com. That's alarming. Canadian government scientist under investigation trained staff at Level 4 Lab in China. Comes from the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. And uh, the headline is, Still no answers in probe of government scientists expelled from National Microbiology Lab in Winnipeg. What is this about? Oh, they had some Chinese scientists there who made five trips to China in 2017 and 2018. One went over there to train scientists and technicians at China's newly certified Level 4 lab. What is a Level 4 lab? Well, that does research with the most deadly pathogens. Oh, so the Canadian government scientist who is of Chinese origin went back and forth to train them on uh, certified level four lab techniques. I don't know how to pronounce Zingangu. Sorry, I'm not trying to be facetious. But this person was escorted out of the Winnipeg lab in July amid and in a Royal Canadian Mounted Police investigation into what's being described by Public Health Agency of Canada as a possible policy breach. And uh, this scientist, who's probably really a double agent, was invited to go to the Wuhan National Biosafety Laboratory of the Chinese Academy of Sciences twice a year for two years for up to two weeks each time. Ladies and gentlemen, how long have I been telling you to expel all of these foreign graduate students who are like parasites on our university system, maybe for 25 years, and throw them out with the professors along with them? It's a holdover from the 1950s. It was crazy. And... We also learned that during a September 19th to 30, 2017 trip, this scientist from Canada also met with scientists in Beijing, but their names were blacked out. If you want to read more about this from the Canadian Broadcast Association uh, about the government scientist expelled from the National Microbiology Laboratory in Winnipeg, uh, I linked it up on michaelsavage.com, and it was posted October 3rd, 2019. It's a very important story. And as I told you, I can only give you the facts. And you will see that there's been spies and double agents in our laboratories, in Canada's laboratories, for a long time. Anyone with common sense would have known this. The government has been lax going back a very long time, both here and in Canada. The whole West is as weak as Swiss cheese on virtually every level. Maybe it's time we put some bobs on our berries and protected the soft, fleshy fruit of the nation. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Again, attempting to bring you the most uh, reliable scientific information available about the epidemic uh, and helping you understand what you can do to both avoid uh, this um, virus and uh, how to stimulate your own immune system, very important stuff in a time like this. 
the governments are doing enough in one way and terrible in another. They're not addressing the homeless populations in the cities, which are disastrously ripe for a viral epidemic to latch on to these communities. The people are immune uh, compromised, drug addicts, alcoholics, run down, not taking care of themselves, terrible hygiene. And the viruses mutate very rapidly, by the way. They don't need a generation to, 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 uh, to mutate. And I'm terrified that we could have something worse emerge yet, unless the homeless communities, if you want to call them that, which they are, uh, are, I'm sorry, taken care of by these governments. But no one mentioned it last night during the debate. No one's mentioning it from the government right now. Everyone's afraid of the, the topic. So I'll let it go. What can I do about it? Now, if you look back, and I don't have the list in front of me on the topics I have covered on this show over the last several months since this poked its head up at us, you will see I've been trying to warn you, warn you, warn you, warn you. Many of you are loyal listeners and you understand uh, that I'm trying to give you the best information possible. Some of you are cynics, which is good. I'm a born cynic. I've been cynical since I'm five years old and it's never failed me yet. And you trust nobody, especially those of us in the media. Again, that's smart. You have to assume all of us are liars and it only for ourselves. That's a good starting point. But at a certain point, you have to say, well, now, okay, fine, everyone's in it for themselves, but what is he saying that, that I can argue with? Well, what I've given you today are several articles that are irrefutable. Scientists figure out how new coronavirus breaks into human cells. It's not me writing it, okay? And I gave you some other articles about uh, the virus living on. Recovered patients might still be virus carriers from the Journal of the American Medical Association. Also, again, I didn't make it up to alarm you, to panic you, but to alert you and to educate you. I then tried very hard to show you that the warmists, <clears throat> those are the people who are telling you that man is destroying the earth through, quote, uh, carbon dioxide emissions and global warming and this and that, like Bernie Sanders, a science illiterate, or the other Schmendrick uh, occasional cortex, another moron. I tried to give you some facts and I used an example that even a communist can understand. Make believe I'm in the room with an intelligent communist for one minute. And let's say it's Fidel Castro, who's still, make believe he's still alive. And he says to me, okay, tell me what you have to say about the global warming, because we're an island nation, Michael. Let's just have a rational meeting. I'm not going to throw you into a gulag. What's really going on here? Make believe you're a cynical communist. Is this real and false? What's your evidence? Well, in a previous book years ago, Government Zero, I put a chapter in called about the Vostok ice core samples. Again, irrefutable evidence from five miles down into the Antarctic ice core. I can't read that again. Read it yourself. But over the weekend, I did some research on something totally unrelated to warming in some ways. In other ways, it refutes the entire warmest hysteria. And the reason it's important for you to know this is because the same warmists who were trying to peddle you a bill of goods that the world's going to come to an end in six years unless we spend trillions of dollars on this and that and this crap. They're the same ones like Bernie now telling us that we have to build housing and we have to give away money. We shouldn't punish China for coronavirus. Uh, last night, that communist bum says the coronavirus is hitting hard because we have too many private insurance companies. I couldn't believe what I was listening to. This communist bum has not changed his tune one iota. And I thought Biden was going to walk across the stage and punch him in the mouth last night. I almost wished he would. 
You know, Biden is a former athlete. You can call him any name you want. He's actually in good shape in some ways. He's a thin guy and he's in good shape. I was hoping he'd go over and grab Bernie by the lips, by the tie and say, shut the hell up and stop lying about me. Just shut your big mouth for one minute. Turn that motor mouth off and stop pointing your goddamn finger at me. You got to bleep that. You can't say goddamn. What's with the swinging hand of Bernie, the waving hand in the circle? It's like he's hypnotizing the youth. And there were no youth there. This is why he looked like what he is, a busted suitcase. He had no cheer, cheerleaders. He had no crowd. Yay, Bernie, everything he said. All the hysterical girls like Greta Dunberg, they weren't there. The Dunbergs were in the audience. So actually, his words just hung in the air like a foul emission from the bottom of his, the seat of his pants. He made no sense. Listen to what he said in clip nine. Listen to this and judge for yourself. What the experts tell us is that one of the reasons that we are unprepared and have been unprepared is we don't have a system. We got thousands of private insurance plans. That is not a system that is prepared to provide health care to all people. In a good year, without the epidemic, we're losing up to 60,000. Let him go to Cuba and get the medical care he deserves. Let Red Bernie go to get the medical care he is proposing for America in Venezuela. Let him go there and see the dirty hospital wards. What a bum to say a thing like that at a time like this. Most, you know, most reliable Democrats are not making such statements. And I said last night, Bernie should be arrested for blaming Trump for the pandemic and saying our medical system stinks. I said he should be deported to Cuba. I also said Biden scores a knockout. Communist street bum Sanders knocked out with one line when Biden said, People are looking for results, not a revolution. Great line. Jake Tapper should be fired. <clears throat> he looked like Bernie Sanders' grandson. Then you had another one who could hardly speak English. I had to listen to her. The other one with no brains at all. And none of them stopped the finger-pointing, hand-waving pickle salesman, uh, Bernie. <clears throat> so I then went, after doing my research, to show you how false they are on virtually every issue. And it's important you know. Uh, who are you going to rely upon? Well, I'm telling you to rely upon my reading of the science to do with warming and my reading of the science to do with the coronavirus. Take it for what it is. So I try to reduce it to simplistic tweets. And the first one was this climate change exclamation point. Fossil fuels need to go exclamation point. Six years to live exclamation point. Evil Bernie. Bad news for you in the Legion of Warmists. Study archaeology. Study the Isles of Scilly, S-C-I-L-L-Y, not Sicily, Scilly. Until around 7,000 B.C., it was one large landmass. And that's a group of small islets off the coast of England, off the coast of Cornwall. Until 7,000 years before Christ, this little string of islets was one large landmass. And then by 4,000 B.C., 3,000 years later, the sea rose rapidly. And small, smaller isles were separated from the whole. Now, why would the sea rise between 7,000 B.C. and 4,000 B.C. Uh, at that time? Because the glaciers were melting. We were going through a warming period. In other words, there was a natural cycle of warming due to whatever you want to study. You could say it's volcanic action. You could say sunspots. The glaciers started to melt. The water levels rose. And what happened? Well, the smaller isles were separated from the whole. My next statement was, by 3000 BC, northern isles separate owing to rising sea levels. And then between 2500 and 2000 BC, two-thirds of the landmass becomes intertidal, meaning separated. 
the little islets separate. And then the configuration of these little isles was mostly established by 1,500 B.C. Now, what am I saying? All of this rising sea, all of this warming happened from rising water over centuries, millennia ago, long before industrialization and the release of carbon dioxide into the atmosphere. Now, that's science you can use right here on the Savage Nation. It's irrefutable science, by the way. It's irrefutable. So when you hear the lie from the left that all scientists, 99% of science, no, not 99% of the scientists. I mean, 99% of the scientists who are funded by the governments that fund this kind of rubbish agree. Because if they didn't, they would be excommunicated, wouldn't make a nickel. And if you doubt me, it's your loss. Look into the Leonese Project uh, encompassing the Cornwall Archaeology Unit, the Cornwall and Isle of Seely Maritime Archaeology Society, the Islands Maritime Archaeology Group, Historic England and the universities of Aberystwyth and Cardiff and Exeter, because all of them examined a single celled organism which survived as fossils and they were able to reestablish the fossil record and explain to us how it worked thousands of years ago. I can guarantee you that occasional cortex and Bernie the liar from Brooklyn wouldn't even understand what I'm talking about. And now let's go to the callers waiting so diligently here on the Savage Nation. Uh, Sausalito Marshall, thank you. for. Is, so, is he still there? I don't want to take a call and get a blank job. I don't want to shoot a blank here. Marshall on line one, go ahead, please. Thank you, Dr. Savage. Can this uh, virus be transmitted uh, if our pets are carrying it and they lick our face? Oh, yeah. Well, look, let's start yeah. with the licking the face. You shouldn't let the animal lick your face even if there was no... Uh, COVID-19 running around. I mean, you know, don't let them lick your face or your hands or your nose. I've been telling people, you know, you know, dogs are dirty. I mean, look, do we have to be graphic about it? You walk your dog. Have you seen what the dog does with his mouth and teeth and, and, and tongue, rather? Mm-hmm. So if he, if he puts the tongue that he just put in the grass on your face, he's transferring whatever was on that waste product that he was licking in the bushes, okay? Yep. So let's be clear. We love our dogs. But, uh, you know, a little more caution. You're in Sausalito, correct? Yep. Well, we have in Marin County, I think, 27 cases right now, which uh, I don't know where they've come from. We don't know their origins. Were they traveling? Some were, some weren't. We now have to start to become more vigilant, even in this little hothouse of Marin County, California, and realize that we're not cut off from the bigger world, Marshall. Uh what we have to do is, you know, be careful with our animals, where we take them and where they lick and where they do this. But certainly never let them lick your face and don't let them lick your hands. And no, no. And when you come, you know, you're raising an issue that we have to go into it a little more detail and not be glib about it. Can any virus be transferred by an animal? Of course it can. Of course it can. So why don't the animals themselves get sick? You know, it was explained to me many years ago. How come a dog doesn't get a cold? And my friend, Dr. Robert Cathcart III, he died a number of years ago, one of the great guys, great medical doctor who uh, worked with vitamin C and mega doses of vitamin C to stimulate the immune system, told me that the reason that dogs and cats don't get these diseases is because their body manufactures as much ascorbate or ascorbic acid as they need to fight the pathogens that they may encounter. Whereas we have to acquire all of our ascorbate from outside sources 
we're one of the few species on earth that do not manufacture our own ascorbic acid or ascorbate to be more specific uh for example you go into the into the into the wilds and you look at the gorilla population you know that the gorilla does not manufacture his own or her own uh, ascorbate they get it from eating the leaves the fruits and whatever else is in the forest and from those plant products they derive as much vitamin c as they need we on the other hand are very much like the gorilla in that regard we're one of the few species that don't make enough don't make any at all in our own bodies we have to get it from outside so people say well i drink orange juice sorry not enough or i take a multivitamin sorry not enough uh you have to consume more vitamin c than that and then you have to take vitamin a you have to take zinc and uh, there are specific details in my little pamphlet on Kindle, which is an ebook. You don't have to buy it in a bookstore. I don't even have a copy. I read it to you here. I am telling you the truth. I wrote it two or three years ago. It's called Diseases Without Borders. And I try to incorporate all of what I know from all the years of writing health books, writing Maximum Immunity, whatnot, in one little pamphlet for the public good. You say, oh, why don't you give it away? Well, it was published by a publisher. They don't give things away. They're a business. We live in a capitalist society. Even China doesn't give things away. So, you know, stop blaming me for selling it for $1.95, which is all it is. It's downloadable. It'll help you in one little place to get all the information you may need with regard to nutrients that you may need to stimulate your immune system. Is it the total answer? No. But it's an answer you're not getting from the government. The government's saying wash your hands. Great knowledge. Great advice. And Fauci could give you a sartorial advice. Uh, Dr. Fauci can give you any sartorial advice, sartorial advice that you may need. Where to get a brioni suit, where to get a nice tie, where to get a shirt. Every day, another suit, another tie. He runs from MSNBC green room to Fox green room to CNN green room. He's never had such a good time since the 1980s. It's enough for him. I'm tired of him. I want him back in a lab coat in the NIH. It's enough for him already. Trump really ought to get on top of this Fauci guy because he's not doing his job. All he's doing is going out there and acting like a PR agent. I don't know what he's selling. I have no idea. Okay, but let's get down to brass tacks when I come back right here on the Savage Nation. Home of borders, language, culture, the Savage Nation. Look, I don't think this is the time for reclamation to be punishing people. Now is the time, by the way, to be working with China. They are learning a lot about this crisis turn this bum off i'd like this oh no time for uh, putting people down but you rip trump apart the minute you open your big brooklyn mouth you bum you yes it is the time to punish china we all know that this wuhan virus began in china and yes china should send at least 100 million dollars to the world health organization what do you mean not to punish china either it escaped from one of their bio warfare laboratories or they did it on purpose. We don't know. Let's say it doesn't matter. But we know where it originated. We're not that stupid. WHO immediately covered up for the Chinese government. Changed it from Wuhan virus to COVID-19. You say, well, why does it matter? It matters an awful lot to know where epidemics begin. This is how epidemiology began. Because Dr. John Snow figured out the uh, cause of the, uh, not the cause, but the locus of the epidemic in order to stop the epidemic, he had to go to the water pump that he figured out. We're talking way, way hundreds of years ago where all the people who were sick, he figured one thing in common was they were all going to this water pump in London and touching the handle. He didn't know how, why. 
He closed down the water pump and he stopped the epidemic. Okay. So, yes, it's important to know where epidemics begin, not, not cover it up. But now that we know China has, is rolling in money and they owe the world at least $100 million, maybe more, to the WHO to help the countries that are being broken by this. Again, uh, God, where do I begin? How do I summarize? All I can say is I've done the best I can in giving you the best information available about this epidemic. Thanks for listening. Catch it all on a podcast within an hour. Good night. The Westwood One Podcast Network. 